You're listening to the Getting Ahead Podcast, where we talk about self-improvement in every aspect of life as we know it, with some of the most interesting people in various industries. Hey everybody, remember this podcast is brought to you by Simvlog. You can check our website at www.simvlogshare.com for some amazing free and paid resources. We also provide digital marketing services, so contact us and make an appointment with us. Here at Simblog, we help you grow your business online. Happy New Year, folks. Welcome to another episode of the Getting Ahead podcast. I wish this year will be the best year for us all. We're rooting for you. Our guest for today's episode is Terry Boyle McDougall. She's an executive and career coach and CEO of Terry. McDougall coaching. She helps high achieving professionals remove obstacles that keep them stuck so that they can enjoy more success and satisfaction in their lives and careers. Before becoming a coach, Terry was a long-time corporate marketing executive where she led teams, developed strategies, and advised senior leaders to drive business results. She is the author of Winning the Game of Work, Career Happiness and Success on Your Own Terms. She's also the host of the Marketing Mambo podcast stick around i hope you enjoy the show welcome everybody to another episode on the getting ahead podcast it's good to have you here happy new year once again hope you're doing fine whatever it is you're involved in or your endeavors that you have going on right now uh today's episode our guest is terry mcdougall welcome to the show terry mcdougall simon great to be here with you thanks for having me yeah, it's, uh, it's really great to have you here, and I hope the new year is starting on a, on a good note for you. Yeah, it, it is. It's, it's uh, you know, a little bit of a slow start last week, but I'm getting in the swing this week. It's, uh, it's good. Looking forward to it. Uh, that's great. Uh, you know, we always wish our guests and our listeners out there a happy, happy new year and a happy turnover for whatever endeavors they are into. And uh, we wish them all the best, like we're wishing you the best in your endeavors as well. So tell us a bit about yourself so that uh, listeners can get to know you a bit more. Well, I'm an executive and career coach, and I'm also the author of a book called Winning the Game of Work, Career Happiness and Success on Your Own Terms. I also have my own podcast, which is called Marketing Mambo. But what I do as a professional is help high achievers to remove the obstacles that keep them stuck so that they can have more success in their careers and also feel happier and more satisfied with what they're doing professionally. Yeah, that's fantastic. Uh, So what led you to becoming a career coach in the first place? Well, I was in the corporate world for 30 years. I was a marketer, and the last 12 years of my career, I led marketing at a large national bank for several of their businesses. And I I had actually hired career coaches or executive coaches a couple times in my career to help me with challenges that I was facing where I felt like I could I could use an outside perspective. And so I understood what the profession was about and I found value in it. And I also, as a a manager and a leader, always felt like it made a lot of sense for me to invest time and energy into mentoring and coaching people on my team, you know, because the more confident they were and the better job they were doing, 
you know, that was just good for me and it was good for the company and it was good for them, you know, cause yeah. they, they felt excited about the, they were growing and felt excited about what they were doing. They wanted to stay. Um, and so I, I got to a point in my career where I kind of felt like I had, I've been there for 12 years, kind of out, felt like it outgrown opportunities that looked interesting to me. And so that just got me doing a little introspection myself to say, okay, what's next for me? And I was interviewing at other companies, but honestly, I wasn't really coming across anything that seemed exciting. And I started thinking about what do I like to do and what am I good at? And I, like I said, always really liked the coaching aspect of being a leader. And I got feedback that I was good at it. Um, My teams had higher than average employee engagement scores. I had people that, you know, as I moved around the company, they would want to come with me, you know, so that kind of indicated that I was doing something right. And so I decided to, um, I actually decided to leave my job. Um, Initially, I was looking at it more as a sabbatical than leaving the corporate world, but to leave it and get a um, coaching certification. And initially, I thought I'd get another job and I would just have a side hustle doing, you know, have a few clients and coaching. But um, after I got my certification, I just decided that, you know, no time like the present to go ahead and set up my own business and exactly. you know, see if I could make a go of it. And um, that was, you know, I started that journey back in 2017. And so it's been, it's been working out because <laughs> I'm great. still out here running my own business. Yeah. yeah it's, just, it's fun. Yeah. It's, I like, I like having the freedom to, um, you know, do something that is really fulfilling for me, but also hopefully make a positive difference in the lives of, of others too. Yeah, that's great. That's great. You know, there's something you mentioned uh, earlier on. You said uh, you felt like you've outgrown all the opportunities or the things you seem that seem interesting to you. And that's where the idea started growing that uh, maybe you need mm-hmm. to. So, you know, that for me, that's a very purposeful point in somebody's career. And a lot of people actually go through that process, but not everybody pulls off to say, okay, let me go into my own business. Some people just maybe take it that maybe they need to change jobs like you did. Uh, mm-hmm. Maybe they need to pivot to another career. So there are different ways of reacting to that. But obviously you picked what's... Uh, best what was the best choice for you because you said since uh 2017 right you've been having fun and it's mm-hmm. been great so yep definitely you picked the right choice and uh, things are working out for you so now obviously you've had a great career from what you said 30 years that's three decades <laughs> uh, so yeah. in marketing you were an, you were an executive before you left and uh, started your own business so what would you say just just give three traits you feel in becoming or having a successful career based on your own experience? Well, I mean, I think that it takes um, curiosity. I mean, I'm a very curious person. I want to learn. I I love learning. I love growing. Uh, It definitely takes courage um, because, you know, it's, I got a direct deposit into my bank bank account every two weeks just for showing up into the office. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, 
you know, to walk away from that, it takes some courage. And you yeah. know, when you start your own business, there are a lot of hurdles and challenges that you have to decide for yourself how you want to address them. And, you know, if you want to be successful, you've got to keep moving forward. And sometimes you make mistakes, sometimes you don't know what to do. And you've got to just try things. So, you know, having courage is important. And, um, you know, I think uh, being a hustler, that, yeah. that to me, um, I feel like that's one of the things in my business is that I'm always heads up looking for the next opportunity. And, you know, whether it's, is there another company or another coach that I can partner with, um, you know, being open to spending time writing the book or to starting my podcast, you know, I was, I've always been looking for, okay, if my goal is to run a successful business, you know, what are all the different ways that I can increase the odds that this is going to be successful? And, you know, there's no, there's no handbook that you just go, you know, buy at the store and you're like, okay, I'm a, this is what I do next. Yeah. If it's your own business, it's going to be unique. Your your challenge and your your journey is going to be unique. And so, you know, you just got to always keep heads up and be looking for those those opportunities. So, I'm I'm always hustling. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the hustler. You were you were in marketing, so of course it's. Probably, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you need to hustle. Yeah, yeah. yeah that, that's great. So you said courage. You mentioned one right now. The three traits. Yeah, courage, hustling, and hustling curiosity. And curiosity. So curiosity, courage, hustling, CCH. So that's fantastic. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so now, now you mentioned, you already mentioned this, but I'd like you to go into it more details to say, okay, what challenges did you face at the start of your career and what techniques or strategies did you use to overcome them? So at the start of my my career, yeah, yes, my, this like, I, this I, I, this I want, yes, this I want you to answer it. Mm-hmm. Give us the challenges you faced, start of your career, how you overcame it, and give us the challenges you faced at the start of your business and how you overcame them. Okay, yeah, sure. So, well, one of the big challenges that I faced at the beginning of my career is when I graduated from college. I wasn't sure where I was going to go to start my career because I grew up in Delaware in the United States and it's a very rural area. There's not a lot of businesses. And at that time I, you know, I wasn't going to start a business at that time. I just was too clueless. Um, But um, I, my, I was dating somebody in college who was from Boston, Massachusetts, and he invited me to come visit his family. And so I did. And while I was there, you know, it's a big city. And so I decided to look for a job while I was there. But, um, you know, so, all right, I finally figured out where I'm going to look for a job. But the second big challenge was like, what's the job going to be? Um, I didn't necessarily have like one, I just wanted a job. (laughs) I just wanted to start making money. (laughs) Um, I didn't necessarily have a lot of focus. I understand um, that feeling. (laughs) Yes. The, but lucky for me, that boyfriend, his mom had done some career counseling and she gave me a book called What Color Is Your Parachute? And she said to me, she gave me advice that I have used and I've shared for my whole career. 
which is she said, um, you know, read this book and do all the exercises before you start looking for a job. And the thing that I got out of that book was start with yourself and ask yourself, what do you like to do? And what are you good at? Which you already heard me, you know, say that's what I did whenever I was at that point in my corporate career where I was like, okay, what do I want to do next? But I did all these exercises that helped me narrow down the the few industries that would be good for me, you know, in terms of have the opportunity to be creative. And um, so I, I narrowed it down to publishing, advertising, marketing, and nonprofits. And I my first job was at a, a publishing company. Um, but you know, I think I think being able to narrow things down and focus on a specific goal, to me, that was like the biggest challenge because, you know, I could have gone in any direction and, you know, moved anywhere to get a job or stayed home and not had any opportunities. But it was just critical for me to, you know, get clear on what that goal was. Okay, that's nice. So... That was the challenges you had when you started off your career, mm-hmm. getting a clear yep. focus on the goals that you wanted to achieve. So now, if we switch over to the start of your business, what were the mm-hmm. challenges you faced? Well, I think probably my biggest challenge was overcoming my own fear about taking the risk to start my business. Um, because, you know, 30 years is a long time to yeah. get direct deposit in your bank account every two weeks. I got used to that. Yeah. And, it was, and it was nice, of course. But, yeah, very nice. <laughs> um, but, you know, there were some things that were, were tiring and, you know, I was losing, um, you know, losing my losing excitement about, yeah, yeah, it was, you know, there's a lot of political stuff, but I mean, for me, I always like growing and that was the biggest downside of staying in the corporate role is I was like, I've been there, done that. Didn't see a lot of opportunities for it, for me to grow and learn new things and do new things. And, and that's important for me. I just know myself. Um, and I was, I was attracted to starting my own business because even when I was in corporate, I was pretty bold about you know, taking on big projects. I mean, I had, I know how to do a lot of things and, you know, I'm, I'm a pretty strategic thinker. Um, and I'm, you know, obviously I'm a marketer, so I knew how to market my business, but, um, (laughs) but, uh, it was just the fear of, um, you know, what was going to happen if it wasn't as successful as I hoped it would be, you know, like I, I actually had to, really step back and examine this really deep seated fear that I had that at first I I couldn't even express it out loud, but I felt it. And it was that I had this big fear that my family was going to end up on the street if I, (laughs) (laughs) you know, because, because, you know, I wasn't getting the direct deposit every every, every two weeks. Right, right. It's, you know, the cash flow of having your own business is different than when yes. you work for a company, right? Sometimes you get big amounts of money and sometimes you might go for a month or two with no money. Exactly. Um, so you have to manage a lot differently. Um, but when I finally recognized that that was what I was afraid of, 
it allowed me to step back and like look at the facts. You know, I was able to look at, okay, how much money do we have in savings? How long would that last? You know, what do, what's our, you know, I have a um, retirement account also, and it's, you don't want to take money out of the retirement account if you can help it. But of course not. if I had to choose between losing my house or going into the retirement account, of course I would do that. Right. It, so yeah, of course. I, when I really, when I really looked at it, I just said, okay, well, you know, there, it's risk. It's a little risky, but the things that I'm worried about are not realistic. You know, I'm yeah. not going to, my family's not going to end up on the street. And so that gave me, you know, that allowed me to stop worrying and put my energy into doing the things that I needed to do, you know, learning how to be a better, you know, salesperson, right. Learning yeah. how to have effective sales conversations, learn, you know, going out and finding partnerships that would, you know, send me clients so that I could have cash flow. And, um, you know, and I, I think that that's a really important thing to do is not, not to spend too much time worrying about what might happen, but really taking that energy and focusing it on actions that will get you the things that you're hoping for in your business. Yeah, that's great. And uh, you hinted at something there. Partners is really is really key in starting your own business because you need mm-hmm. all the support you can get. And that's fantastic. So now, based on your experience, both as a marketing executive and a career coach, what would you say are the common mistakes people make in their career and how can one avoid them? Um, well... I think one of the the big mistakes that I made early in my career was, you know, and I called my book uh, Winning the Game of Work, is that I think people cannot, sometimes don't understand what work is all about, right? When, we, when we've been through so many years of school, yeah. in some ways you go into work and you're like, well, it's just like school. Like in school, exactly. I do what the teacher says and I'll get a grade. And if I... I, you know, do well enough in 10th grade, I'll get promoted to 11th grade. And and we can bring that school mindset to work. And that is one of the biggest mistakes that I see because, um, you know, sometimes I've had people that would come and say, well, I've been in this job for a year. I'm ready to get promoted. And I'm like, no, <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> we still need somebody to do the job that you're doing, you know, yeah. like, and you know, as a matter of fact, you could do that for your whole career if you wanted to, yeah. <laughs> you know, um, but it, you don't get promoted just because you want to be promoted. You actually have to add more value. You have to demonstrate that, you know, you're, you're actually adding more value than what it costs to pay you. Exactly. Um, one of the other things that um, I came across this, I can't remember, I'm, I stole this from somebody, but um there's really only three ways to add value at work. And those three ways are you are helping the organization make money, save money or reduce risk. You know, when you boil it down to the most basic thing, you need to align everything that you do with one of those three ways to add value. And, you know, it it might be like, for example, I've heard, I heard this saying one time about, um, like a janitor who, you know, worked at a school and he was always so cheerful, like every single day he was cheerful and really motivated. And somebody stopped and asked him, 
you know, like, why are you so cheerful? Like, you know, you're having to, you know, clean up messes and, <laughs> you know, all of this. And, and he said, well, because I am helping to create the most, you know, educated kids in the world or something like that, right? Yeah. When, when we can align what we do with the greater mission, that's when we start to look at the, you know, playing field a and little differently. Yes, yes. And you start to, you know, see the opportunities and you start to, you know, think of innovative ways of doing things. And, you know, you can step up and, you know, it's interesting because I was just talking with one of my clients before I got on the call with you. And he's starting to sort of step back and look at the bigger playing field. And, you know, he was he was really asking me, like, what do I need to do in order to develop my team so that I can elevate myself and I can have more influence within the rest of the organization and share ideas that I have with other departments? And to me, that's, that's somebody who gets it, who is, you know, really wants to be a leader. Because, you know, when you're a leader, you're not you know, going and asking for permission or you're not going and saying, what do I do next? Exactly. And, uh, you think of some You've got ideas. Yourself. You're coming you to ideas. the table. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's great. So, um, so, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, you know, granted, like somebody is coming in on the first day, hopefully they're not going to come in and be like, this is how we do it. But <laughs> of you know, if you've not. been around and, you know, you're moving up, uh, you know, and there's you know also ways work. To, hey, I've got this idea. Yeah. 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 You know why you're there. Yeah, Help exactly. make money. <laughs> yeah, that's the bottom line. Right. Absolutely. So what you said so it's fantastic. It's to the point and it's accurate and everything. So but now if you know, most times when people get this idea of being um how do I say it? Yeah, we always tell people, uh, be confident, know your worth, know your value and all that. And sometimes I think mm-hmm. people kind of uh, misconstrue that idea. Uh, like you said earlier on, it's not just because you want to be promoted or you think you're ready. Mm-hmm. It's actually, are you at that point where the business says, no, we have no other option to other than to promote this person because he or she has been valuable to the company and we wouldn't want to lose him or her due to the fact that he, uh, there's no growth opportunity or career opportunity. So it's mm-hmm. actually it's actually mm-hmm. a, great, a great idea. You know, most times, uh, especially at the initial start of your career, you feel, oh, I've spent two, three years on this road. I really need to move. And uh, especially for people who are very ambitious and uh, can't stay in one place the restless mm-hmm. people <laughs> so yeah. i think i think i was like that at the start of my career i was so restless i mean uh, yeah i was too yeah i was so. too i didn't i didn't stay you know from my first um two or three jobs i didn't stay at any of them for more than you know a year and a half two years at the most yeah um but that was because i i did feel like i wanted to grow both you know, in my skill set, but also financially more quickly than I could by staying at the one place, the employer. Right. But, you know, at some point you do get to, you know, you get to a point or you get to a level where, you know, you've got the responsibilities that, you know, it'll keep you challenged for a while. 
and, yeah, exactly. and hopefully, you know, the, what you're getting paid is satisfactory, you know, for the value that you're, that you're creating. Yeah. From what you said so far, it's obvious you like challenges and uh, you like to learn and grow, which is pretty mm -hmm. fantastic. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I, I think that's a great trait to have if you want to really excel both in your business or in your career. So what advice would you give to someone who's, just, who's thinking of changing career? So bottom line, is it the same line of yeah. um, feel you need a change, like you said? Well, you know, the, here's the interesting thing. As a coach, I work with people in three different scenarios. Yeah. I work with people who want to be more effective in their current role. You know, so maybe they've been promoted or they want to be promoted and they want to know what do I do so that I can, you know, be more effective. I can be more successful. So I help them with that. I work with people that are looking for jobs. And I also look for people that are at a crossroads that they're like, um, I'm not I'm not sure if I want to keep doing the same thing I'm doing or not. And it's one of the things I think is interesting is that I've seen people that, you know, will come to me and they say, Oh, I want to hire you to help me find a new job. But once we start digging into what they're doing in their current job, you know, we might identify some skill gaps that they have. And once they learn those new skills, they actually fall in love with their job all over again. Fantastic. You know, because they they were they didn't even realize they were stuck. They just thought, oh, it's not a it's not a good fit anymore. But it's maybe because they didn't know how to get past where they are. Um, but um, if somebody is if somebody is thinking about leaving, I think what's what's really really critical is a couple things. First of all, like why why do you want to leave? You know, are do you want to leave just because it's uncomfortable? You know, do you want to run away from? you know, your mean boss or, you know, inconsiderate coworkers or, you know, is, are you running away or are you running towards something? Um, I always think it's a big mistake if you're running away and, and it's okay. Like you can talk to me about like, oh, I don't like my boss or they're expecting, you know, there's so much pressure, whatever, you know, we can, usually people will vent in the beginning and I'm like, that's fine. Vent, let's get it out. But at some point, we've got to flip the table and say, okay, we've talked about what you don't want, what, what feels painful, what you don't like. Now let's flip it around and say, if you could have what you want, what does that look like? Because that actually becomes the goal, right? Because if you're looking over your shoulder at what you don't like and you're, you're running away from it, you'll end up in probably a worse situation. Uh, yeah, <laughs> you know, because yeah. you're, just, you're just like jumping out of the the frying pan into the into fire because you just want to get away. Exactly. Um, and, but if you, if you get really clear on the thing you want and then you can go towards that and you'll probably end up in a much better situation, you'll go in eyes wide open. And some of the, some of the things that I will, you know, a lot of times people are like, well, I don't know what I want. And I just say, okay, well start noticing, you know, like, do any of your friends have jobs that you feel jealous of? <laughs> You're yeah. envious, you know, because that is sort of a, a sign that you might want that. Whatever they exactly. have, you might want it. And so that's a sign that that could be something that you could explore. Or, you know, sometimes maybe there are certain aspects of your job that you get super excited when you take on a certain type of project. Yeah. And so, you know, pay attention to those kind of things 
and start like imagining like, okay, what's a job where I could do these kind of things. And, um, or if, if you're not sure, like there could be, you know, a few different things that seem kind of interesting, but you don't know enough information. I, w- I always say like, find somebody who is doing the type of job you think you're interested in and see if you can talk to them for 15 or 20 minutes and just ask them some questions like, how do you like your job? What does the day-to-day look like? How did you get started? Have you ever seen anybody with my type of background have success in that? Um, what advice would you have for somebody that's interested in that type of career? Um, and I've seen it a lot of times where, I mean, first of all, people like to talk about themselves. And, you know, yeah. <laughs> usually if somebody is showing interest in, in what they do, they're willing to talk. Most people are. Yeah. Um, and then a lot of times what, what will happen is if you show that interest in them, you know, and you're very sincere and polite about it, that they might even help you. They might say, hey, well, we're actually hiring, you know, somebody um, or I know somebody in a different department that does a similar job just left. So there might be an opening there. Send me your resume. I mean, I've, I've seen that happen um, where, you know, a, a coffee conversation turns into a job offer because they just, you know, took the, took the initiative and, you know, had conversations with people. Um, and, you know, here's, I, I just want to say one more thing about mistakes that people make often when they're in job search. A lot of times they'll spend all of their time applying for jobs online. And a lot of times jobs that are posted online are already filled. Yeah. Um, there, a lot of times companies, uh, at least in the United States, ha- they have a lot of companies have rules about, you know, you have to post open positions. Yeah. They might have somebody in the company that has already interviewed for it and they're ready to make them the offer, but they have to run the job ad online for five days. It's the same thing here. Um, and so people, it's yeah, thing, people yeah. think like, oh, you know, I've applied for 20 jobs and nobody's ever nobody's called me. Said, yeah. Um, but the other thing too, is that, you know, if you're one out of 200 people that applied for the job, you know, those are very, very low odds that you'll even get an interview, let alone get the The job, the, um, the job. So, um, I really suggest that people get comfortable with networking and have a lot more conversations with people that are in your, you know, people that, you know, and it could be, you know, your, your, friends that you used to work with or somebody that you went to school with or, or your neighbor or your parents' friends, like, you know, just, and then every time that you talk with somebody, ask them, you know, is there anybody else that might be good for me to talk to? And the, the beautiful thing about that is that um, when, when somebody at an organization turns in their resignation, that leaves a big hole in that organization. Uh-huh. And most of the time they want to fill that job as quickly as possible. And they like to fill it with somebody who Within. there's some connection to, right? Yeah. I, I mean, I've had this situation in the past where, you know, somebody on my team said, Oh, I used to work with somebody at a different company that would be great for this role. And I'm like, bring her in because, you know, the person that came to me was somebody I thought highly of. And so I think, well, if she thinks highly of somebody that she used to work with, 
the likelihood that that person's going to be a quality candidate is a lot higher. Yeah, exactly. Because most people won't, they're not going to recommend somebody that's a poor worker, right? Yeah, of that, course. that reflects badly on them. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and people can interview very well too. And then sometimes they interview well and then you hire them and they're not a good worker. But if somebody's worked with them, they can say, no, you know, that he or she was really good. So your confidence level goes up a lot. Yeah, that's great. That, that's very insightful. I, I like the insight you gave earlier on that you said for people who want to pivot to another career that uh, it might just be a skill gap that is making them think that uh, they don't want to, they don't want to be in that career. That was very insightful. I've never actually, I don't think I've actually heard of that before. So that was really, that was really a key point you brought up there. Thank you for educating us on that. Now. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah. So <laughs> now there's something I want to ask now uh, with all these ideas, people wanting career coach, how, what's your take on, the big resignation that's going on in the United States right now. <laughs> Do you think it's yeah. something to be worried about? I mean, for employers or the government to be worried about or what? Yes, I think it's something for employers to be worried about. Um, you know, some of the people that I've been, I've been coaching over the course of the year have, you know, and they have skilled people on their teams and they'll say to me, you know, my, somebody on my team came to me and said that a, a headhunter called and was offering $50,000 above what we're paying. And, you know, that's, that's frightening, right? Because if yeah. you've got somebody who's skilled and they've worked there for 10 years and somebody comes along and they woo them away with more money because there is such a battle for, for talent, it's going to handicap the organizations in their growth targets if they don't have people to do the jobs. So yeah. one of the things that I, I'm really focused on this year is um, I, I actually got certified in a leadership development uh, set of tools that I'm working with companies on now to help them basically unlock the potential of their employees. And there's a lot of people that have ideas and don't feel like they're heard. They don't feel like they're appreciated. Um, maybe don't feel like they have the ability to speak up and be heard. And this whole uh, um, platform and, and set of tools that I'm, I'm using is about creating a more inclusive culture and, you know, helping people to understand what their own strengths are but also what some of their blind spots are. And then also being able to recognize the contributions of other people on the team so that, that teams can come together in a more safe place where people feel like if they got an idea that they can bring it up. Um, and, you know, there's some people, there's some people, and a lot of times they're, you know, the people that rise to leadership positions, but they're very smart and they're outspoken. and they they can shut the contributions of other people on the team down. They can yeah, shut them down. Um, and, you know, and they might be frustrated that, you know, okay, it's taking this person too long to share their idea or whatever, but there might be like a, you know, diamond in the rough and they just yeah. need to learn how to, you know. Express or communicate their it, ideas. 
Yes, yes. And or make it safe for that person to come forward to share their, you know, their gold nugget of an idea. And it's, it, you know, it's just really about self-awareness, no. but also beginning to understand the, the important and valuable differences that, that people bring to the table. Because a lot of times I think we'll, we'll say, well, this is the way I process things. And if that person processes it differently, there's something wrong with them. And that's not the case. I mean, I I always say, you know, what's more valuable, an eye or a hand, right? Like Mm. if you had to decide like, okay, I just want to have hands and no eyes, right? Like that makes (laughs) no sense. And, and, and it's the same thing with organizations, right? Like an eye, like there's certain people that are going to be the eyes. There's certain people that are going to be the hands. There's certain people that are going to be the feet or the heart or whatever. And it, when we allow all those parts to work together, yeah, that's when we have an effective, you know, Units. vehicle. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, so anyway, I, I think that companies, it's been a... Um, uh, Interesting times. Uh, definitely, definitely. <laughs> and I think a lot of companies haven't woken up to the fact that they're not in the driver's seat anymore. Yeah. That, um, you know, that people are opting out of the job market. And if they're not being sensitive to some of these, you know, work-life balance and diversity issues, that they're going to they're gonna lose out on the battle for talent. So it's important yeah. for them to start building cultures that, uh, you know, it's not all about the money. It's exactly. also about other things enabling people to have um you know good lives and exactly. in addition to good careers mental health other things yeah yeah that's that's great that's great now from all these things you've said like i said earlier on you you definitely you're an ambitious person so what would you say getting ahead what does it mean to you oh uh, that's interesting i think that it it really is unique to each person Um, and I mean, I'm, I'm learning as I go, because, you know, when I think back to the beginning of my career, getting ahead was, you know, making more money and getting to, uh, you know, leadership level and being somebody that was recognized in the company. And that happened for me, you know, that, that happened. Um, but you know, when you get to that point, you're like, oh, is this all it is? (laughs) You know, it's not, I think a a lot of people feel like, oh, once I get the VP title and I'm making six figures, then I'm going to be happy. Yeah. And you get there and you're really just the same person. So it, to me, I feel like it pushes you to really think about, you know, what is your unique purpose? Exactly. You know, and I mean, I'm, I'm in my fifties, so it's not, you know, when I was in my thirties, it was different than what it is now. Right. It's just all about evolving and growing. But, um, I think it's, it's important to, you know, look at yourself and say, what, what kind of life do I want to live? You know, what kind of legacy do I want to leave? Um, you know, what value, what are my values and how do I honor those values? Cause sometimes, um, sometimes we have values that conflict with each other, exactly. you know, like it could be like, Hey, I'm, I, I'm achievement oriented and it's important for me to achieve things. Um, while at the same time you might say, well, family is a very important value for me too. And you can see where that would be in conflict where, Oh, I yeah, have to work yeah, late tonight definitely. so I can finish this 
but I'm missing my kid's soccer game. Yeah. Um, you know, so you, you've got to really be intentional about how you want to honor life. the vision that you have, how you want to show up. Um, yeah. So to me, that's, that's what it's all about. And it's, you know, it's different for every person, obviously. Yeah, wonderful, wonderful. I, I like your perspective on that. And like you said, it's, it's normal. It's human nature that as you grow older, certain things change, certain wants, certain ideas, perspective on life, different areas in life mm -hmm. as well. Sure. So I guess that's, that's, that really makes sense. So if you had the power opportunity to change three things in the world, what would they be? Well, I think that there would be um, more respect for differences among people. That would that would be one. Um, I think the the second one, and I guess this is sort of in the context of of work, um, it would be treat workers as humans first, rather than just as a resource. To make things happen i i honestly think that when you do treat workers like humans first that they feel respected and they you know bring more so they bring more to the effort than you could ever force them to do right yeah. and then um let me think what's the third thing um well i think just um more more respect for the environment i mean everything that's going on now we've had these warnings for forever and we're still making you know as a world we're still making kind of poor choices and exactly it would be well, nice to see some respect for mother nature exactly and i really like the fact you brought in this point as a third point because based on everything sometimes i feel that we are the human race will actually be the architect of its own doom <laughs> because mm -hmm. Because despite all the warnings, despite everything, we still. Uh, uh, I think yeah. I watched. I watched a, a movie on Netflix. Don't look up. I don't know if you've seen it. It was comical, but yet it made, oh, yeah. it made absolute sense. As in, I could really relate it to the real life scenario. What's going on in the world right now? So. Well, let's hope that uh, sooner or later we start making the changes that is required. Yes, sooner. Yeah. 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 Sooner <laughs> yeah. is more, is much more better, much preferred. Uh, so, which person would you love to meet if given the opportunity and why? Hmm. hmm. Well, you know, uh, it can be living or dead, right? Yeah, it could be living and dead. Yeah. I mean, it's funny because like anytime anybody asks me like, what's your favorite food or what's your favorite song or what's your, who would you like to meet? It's probably different based on the day. But at this moment, the person that I think I'd like to meet is Alexander Hamilton. Wow. Um, you know, there's the, the uh, Broadway show. I actually read the book that Lin-Manuel, um, uh, the writer of the, um, of the play, yeah. read to base it on i read it like before the play came out and i was just fascinated by you know what a hustler alexander hamilton was and i don't know i just think he'd be a super interesting person to um he sounds like he was brilliant and and also human you know yeah <laughs> so. okay that was, that was a great choice so tell us a bit about uh this book of yours yeah, well, so my book 
initially started off when I left my corporate job, I had a lot of thoughts. I was like processing a lot of the lessons, you know, as I was like getting more perspective on my career, I started a blog. Um, and it was just about, I, a lot of times I'd wake up in the morning and I just have some thoughts and I'd grab my phone and I'd like type up, you know, type up 500 words on my phone <laughs> and that would be the blog. But I did that for, I did it for a couple of years. I blogged about every other week for a couple of years and somebody's, you know, pointed out that I probably had enough words for a book. And when I downloaded everything, I did indeed have about 25,000 words. Wow. And so I actually joined a book writing program and I, you know, transformed that and then plus wrote more to make the book. But the book is really about me sharing the lessons that I wish somebody had shared with me at the beginning of my career, or even at many points, even as I advanced in my career, um, I feel like I was, I was clueless in the beginning of my career, but I was lucky along the way to have a couple of very wise mentors who, who in many ways showed me that work wasn't, you know, just an extension of school, that it was its own game. And it had its own rules. And the vast majority of people go into the game of work without knowing the rules. And then they wonder why they're not winning. <laughs> yeah. And so this is basically sharing the unwritten rules of the game of work that I learned. Um, and then, you know, things that I've seen as a coach, you know, I share some scenarios and situations that I've seen, I've coached people through. I interviewed 11 people for the book about their careers, just because I felt like there was a lot of richness and lessons to be learned from journeys that other people had been on. So, you know, I guess if I had to sum it up, it's the unwritten rules of the game of work that I want to share so people can not be as frustrated as I was. <laughs> uh, that's fantastic. So where can one get this book? Um, this book is available on Amazon worldwide as an ebook and as a paperback. Fantastic. Say the name again. It's called Winning the Game of Work, Career, Happiness, and Success on Your Own Terms. Fantastic. That, that's great. So people, you've heard it, try and get a copy and learn some things off yourself from Terry. So how can this audience reach you if they want to follow your work or they want to reach out to you to ask you questions or advice or for mm -hmm. counseling or whatever? Well, they can uh, go to my website at terrybmcdougal.com and set up time on my calendar there. You can also uh, reach me on LinkedIn and my handle on LinkedIn is terrybmcdougal and I'm happy to get connected with anybody who's listening. Um, and, you know, you can reach out to me and, we can have a little conversation. Fantastic. That's, that's great. It's really been fantastic, Terry. We really loved having you here, and I hope to have you here again soon. And I uh, wish you all the best with your endeavors. Thank you for coming by. Simon, thanks for having me. It was a lot of fun. And do take care. Thanks, you too. If you haven't subscribed to our show, please do so so that you can receive an alert every time we drop a new episode. Now, whatever platform you listen to us on, please drop us a review because that will help us to make this show better. Now, you can reach out to me on LinkedIn as Simon Isora or on Instagram as Sims300. This is Simon, and that's a wrap.